Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast brought to you by Ovaltine, the mm. delicious chocolatey drink that you can have anytime. Just mix with milk and you will be enjoying Ovaltine. Wait, I gotta get milk too? So we're sponsored Son by of a milk. Bitch. I mean, you can't just drink or uh, eat the powder with a spoon. Trust me, I've tried. Well, you mm. could probably mix it with water. It's like, not as, it's really not as good. Well, of course it's not, but like, you know, it's. That's basic. So. You that's basically what Yoohoo is. It's like chocolate milk that's made with water and stuff. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. I love Yoohoo. But it's it's or really at least but I should say I haven't had it in my adulthood. I think you'd love I it more it with kid. milk. Anywho, Yoohoo. Any Yoohoo. Yeah, uh, welcome to Star to See Her By. This is episode 136. Definitely nope. none of those lat numbers. 306. Well, no, there's there's a six and a three. He's close. This is one episode 300, 106. <laughs> and my name is Jake. And joining me today are... Uh, 312, five, Chris. Wow. Uh, Ames. Caitlin. Great intros, guys. We did really it. it to you. you really put it. You really after, gave your all on that after one. After 306 episodes, we finally have it nailed. All right. So on this episode, we will be discussing two episodes of Star Trek. Those oh, yeah. episodes are Imperfection and Drive. Sound good? You Sounds guys down good. with that? That was Sounds great. Right, yeah. That was the great. plan. Great. All right. Now, full disclosure, it's been nearly a week since I've watched these. So uh, can't make no promises about getting details correct. Here we go. I watched them yesterday, and I also can't make any promises about getting any details correct, so. <laughs> I see here from Imperfection that uh, Wizanti or Wizanti has something to do with it. Adam and Rebe's people. The first scene. It's literally Armand only from the first scene. There you go. So in the, in the first scene of Imperfection, we meet the Wizanti, and then some and shit the happens that's imperfect, and there you go. Yeah, that's I mean, that's what I remember happening. Yeah, yeah, sounds the, the right. introduction was pretty imperfect. Yeah, but anyway, continuing on in imperfection. Yeah, we do. We say goodbye to our beloved. Oh yeah, twins. We'll never hear their sweet voices again. We barely heard oh, their sweet no. voices as it was. But we also lose Mizadi. Oh, I liked her. Uh, who who Damn we it. liked? Uh, yeah, what the fuck? The 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 precocious young Borg Borg lass. But yeah, she's gonna go off. She's gonna hang with the with the twins. And uh, it's going to be a great old time with the Wazanti people. What a fucking mistake on her part, frankly. Seriously. Yep. Oh, she's going to get bored of them real fucking quick. But back on Voyager, you know, everyone's a little bit sad to see the kids go, not not least of which is their, uh, their surrogate mommy, Seven of Nine, who goes ahead and uh, does something that uh, she's not want to do, and that is shed a tear. Uh, talk which, to Neelix. Oh, wait. Which Echeb, who is still hanging around for some reason, is like, hey, Seven, you're crying. You must be very emotional. And she's like, no, I do not cry. I am Borg. So she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, you're having an emotional reaction to your, your, you know, the kids that you've been raising for a while uh, leaving. And she's like, nope, definitely not. And he does some <laughs> tests and he's like, okay, Fine. Yes, this once you're right. <laughs> As you, usual, you are, seven is right. You are you you are still a cold bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, there's Even something wrong. Seven you're, 
couldn't wait to see the back of the fucking twins. <laughs> Bye. It turns out her uh, her cortical implant, the 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 one thing that you don't want to break down in a Borg, is breaking down. Shit. And you know what? They're fresh out of spares. Well, they got some spares, but they're in other people's heads. Doctor's like, there's nothing I can do. If this thing shuts down, she's, she's just going to die. She'll just die. Nothing I can do. Tough. And Janeway's like, I'm not going to let that happen in that accent. This, what reason. is this Janeway accent? This is a new one. No, no, that's, that's exactly how she talks. I will not allow this to happen. Step closer. That's right. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. So almost they had- as good as my uh, almost as good as my Captain Picard. Nice. So they hatch this plan. They're going to go to the Borg. There's like a Borg graveyard or wasteland or something. There's some some Borgs floating around in space. Some Borg bits. They go there in the flyer, which is just fine, by the way. <laughs> it got despite better. Ha- despite how, ha- yeah, it exploded. <laughs> but then it got better. But yeah, it's fine. So they just take that over, tool over to the this Borg graveyard, and they're wandering around on this piece of a Borg ship, and they find a dead Borg and steal his brain uh, implant. But wait, pirates! <laughs> but wait, pirates! Or if you ask them, they're legitimate salvage, legitimate salvage operation. Nothing to see here, people. But Not they're like, no, enough. this is our, this is our Borg graveyard. Go fuck yourselves! And then they beam away. They punch them in the face and beam away. And really, we never hear from these people again. It's got no bearing on the episode Dang whatsoever. It. I liked that. Didn't have to happen. Didn't have to happen. Just, just to add like an inch, an ounce, even of. Uh, tension in this episode well otherwise they'd go and steal more cortical implants from everyone else in, from all the other corpses so so they got one say they have this cortical implant and they try to implant it into seven of nine and she promptly dies and then then they end the simulation and they're like fuck this implant's not gonna work because it came off of a dead j- drone and as soon as the drone dies they start breaking down so we can't use this one it's not gonna work and then seven's like well i guess i'll just die and everyone else is like, I guess so, except for Echeb, who's like, no, you won't die because I did the math. Here's my homework. And it says you can take my cortical brain thing and not die. So everyone's like, no, Echeb, you can't do that. Seven's like, no fucking way. I won't accept it. You can't do this. A lot of back and forth, a lot of bullshitting. And uh, in the end, of course, Echeb takes it upon himself to disconnect his cortical brain thingy. To prove that he won't die, which he doesn't. He almost does, but he doesn't. And then they swap it. They do the old switcheroo, give Seven his brain device, and uh, and he's he's no worse for the wear. Uh, I mean, he's a little worse for the wear because he's, you know, in sick bay for a while. But, yeah, he's going to be all right. And that's about it. And then oh, Seven and then, really oh, and then cries. Ends, uh, seven, seven does shed another tear. For her, uh, you know, t- a tear of, of appreciation, I guess, for what Echeb did. But this time it's a real tear and not a malfunction tear. And we can all agree that the real tears are the tears we made along the way. So the first couple minutes of this episode were the worst fucking thing. Because it was like, hooray, we're losing the horrible twins. Wait, don't take girl face. Fuck. Voyager gave it and took it away in the same moment. I was livid. It, they they really did. They also had planned to get rid of... Remember that Borg baby that Jake complains about all the time? Mm-hmm. They had planned to also give away the Borg baby, but then I guess they just didn't bother. My, my guess would be because 
like having a baby on set is a large complication. And they like, lost the doll. <laughs> oh, it would have grown yeah. up a little bit. Yeah, you a new doll. Maybe they could have used its cortical thingamabob. It, it, had pulled a, it had pulled an Alexander and was now being played by a seven-year-old. Right. Do do uh, do young Borgs like lose their baby cortical implant and then another cortical implant grows in behind it? Oh wow, like a shark's tooth <laughs> or a human's tooth. Good point. Mm. I also wondered now that now that Echebs is out, what is he going to keep there for, for his own use? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say that's like the perfect little stash uh, stash hideaway. Oh, uh, I was going to say Jolly Rancher, but. Yeah, it works too. Yeah, yeah, it's about yeah, the right size and shape. He's to kind go of in a there. goody two shoes, you know. Probably yeah. keep like an extra pencil or something. <laughs> in there. Yeah, he's going. He's going full Wesley. Wants to join the academy. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have a rough time, I think, in the academy. What is his mm. test going to be with the facing whatever your fear thing is? He's already like, experienced the worst things that you can. Yeah, I feel like they. He, he just like. You know how you can test out of subjects sometimes? Yeah. Like, they just read his personal history. As, they get to the part about his parents, and they're just like, you know what? We, you you pass. We, he just, gets, he we gets cannot a, think of anything worse. He gets AP credit for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Do you need a hug? <laughs> yes, he does. Because oh his parents God. won't give him one. So They'll kill badly. him instead. They, well, they would hug him just so he wouldn't see them putting the, like, you know, knockout hypo spray to his neck. Oh. Right. Man, his parents fucking suck. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole so the whole thing about this episode, right? The the the, the bad thing is that we need to get this cortical implant and, and we can't use one from a dead drone because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only other drone we have left cuz we conveniently got rid of three other drones. <laughs> uh we only have one spare. But now that I'm thinking of it, weren't Tuvok Janeway and Torres Borgs, like, last week? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Didn't the doctor have to take their shit out? Maybe they'd been all out too long already. Maybe. The implants, I mean. Also, maybe, because that's a lot more complicated. Maybe the cortical implants get put in later in the process. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Like, it didn't seem assimilated terribly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, how they... that that that, uh, that cortical implant goes deep. Yes, it does. It is very unsettling to look at. Yeah, there the is no brain in good. there. Yeah, they did a great job with the effect. I think yeah. they did. And I thought that her makeup looked fantastic as well. Like all the um. Oh yeah. Like the splitting oh, when of her, her skin, skin was peeling where there was. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah the I thought that looked stuff. fantastic. I was really impressed. I know I'm not the show's esthetician. I can't even say it. Uh, that's usually I usually rely on Chris to notice the aesthetics is what I'm saying. But uh, in this one case, I thought that shit looked amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like, how do you even do those shots where it's supposed to be something going in and out of your skull? I don't know, but I bet Jake does. I I don't. I mean, I, 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 mad, I imagine it was like a CG effect or possibly a compositing thing. Mm. But yeah. the thing is, the the thing that was really impressive to me was that, you know, there's like a little animation of it opening up and then it pops out the little cylinder and then yep. we see a hand come in with like a tweezer and pull it the rest of the way out so like i imagine like maybe they did it was a composite where like the the, the hand coming in and pulling the thing out but i don't know i think i mean i th- i was just very impressed it looked really yeah no good. it looks really really good yeah I love how you were like, I don't really know, but here's a totally <laughs> valid explanation well, I mean, of how I, it could have gone. I, I, I couldn't make that, you know, I I, I just, I, I was impressed with, you know, 
to the circa 2000 uh, visual effects. Yeah, I mean, yeah, unlike the next episode where I know not to jump ahead, but like the ships all looked like fucking trash. <laughs> so actually, though, speaking briefly of the next one, were these originally supposed to air in opposite order? Yeah, there's a weird thing about these because, you know, suddenly the flyer is back and no one comments on it. Whilst in the next episode, it's like we're still testing out the flyer. Yeah. Uh, but also, so I noticed on Memory Alpha, they specifically mentioned that this episode's star date would put it between Drive and a future episode. So oh. it looks like it should be happening after. And also, and I didn't notice this, but I wrote it down because this was, again, from a week ago. Paris is wearing a wedding ring. Oh, oh, is he? So oh, it uh, definitely aired out of order then. Yeah, so wow. for some reason, I don't know why not swap them to the right order. Like, there's no lot, there's no yeah. like thread between them. Some mucky muck decided they'd rather start with this story for some reason. Maybe. And, you know. Yeah. But, well, uh, they had already fucked with uh, Seven so much emotionally. They figured finish that off strong and then move on to Bellana making bad choices. Mm. But, I mean, so, the, the production numbers, I'm just looking at them on Memory Alpha, and the production numbers are Imperfection followed by Drive. So I wonder... Weird. So obviously, this one was definitely produced before Drive, and I wonder if somebody just fucked up and forgot when they were airing them. Yeah, or like the writers, the, the writers didn't talk or something, and they're like, oh yeah, and then the flyer is going to be back. Oh yeah, which episode's that happening in? And they're like, oh, don't worry about it, just have the flyer be back. Yeah, yeah. What should Tom be wearing on his hand? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, this is the first look we get at the, I guess, second Delta Flyer or reconstructed whatever. And there's a bunch of, depending on the angle, red, burnt orange or kind of brown trim everywhere now. Oh, I didn't notice. This is in the interior? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, zhuzzed it's, it's it up a bit. Yeah, it's a little more colorful. They pulled a... Uh, Kind of like how the railing from the original Enterprise went from black in the cage to red in uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Well, didn't the the second Defiant got like a a coat of purple paint or something I, in the, on the bridge? I feel like yeah, I, I feel like it, it got more purpley. It got something. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, that's how you know it's the new one. There's there's a lot more colors. And did Tom change the controls? Did it always have that weird double joystick thing? And I just never noticed. I don't pay that much attention. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, it definitely struck me that it was fucking stupid, so I'm <laughs> guessing I had never seen it before, but it, it's possible know. that it was there and just wasn't focused on yeah, in previous I mean, episodes. The only thing better than a manual steering column is two manual steering columns. Oh, uh, no. He figured, you know, when Riker does it, he has to use two hands, if you know what I mean, so he hey. figured he'd have <laughs> But that's, that's not the point of this episode, it's just it's there. Yeah, I feel like that whole ex excursion to the Borg graveyard... You know, since it didn't have any bearing on the show, nope. kind of just felt like it was time fill. Well, yeah, it also it gave really some of, it gave other characters something to do, because I actually noticed like there's no B plot in this episode. All of it is in service of the A plot, Yeah, which means like the other characters kind of need to have something to do. So they have you have the ones that go down onto a you know deserted Borg cube to find shit to give them something to do. And I think the only people who, who did nothing to very little were Chakotay and Kim who, for all I know, weren't even in this episode. Yeah, Can I don't we, remember seeing Kim at all. Yeah, I don't know. Take a second and appreciate that, like, 
in Unimatrix 1, Janeway was like, I'm going on that Borg queue by myself. Nope, you're going to take me and me. And then in this episode, she was like, I'm going on that Borg, Borg cube alone. And they're like, nope, you're taking me and me. Oh, yeah, that's actually Chakotay was definitely in this one because he had the stupidest line. What was it? In the history of Voyager. It's not every day we go chasing after the Borg. Fucking what? No, you guys do it all the time. It's just your favorite thing. Whoa, to be fair, it's not every day. It's like <laughs> twice a week. Like, did you hit your head out between seasons? He did. Like, <laughs> He's done hell? a lot of boxing, you know? True. True. Mm, that would explain it. Those repeated head injuries are a real bitch. But yeah, I don't know. It just... Like, it did just kind of feel like it was either that or they were like, someone was insisting there had to be like at least one action-y scene, because God forbid it just be an emotional arc. I mean, there there were also lots of like little, cute little vignettes where Seven just talked with people. Yeah. And I liked all of those, so. Yeah, I could have done with more of that, that you could have put in that, you know, two or three minutes where we wasted time with pirates. Yeah. Uh, It was a day they didn't have to call Seven in. That's what it was. Otherwise... Mm constant makeup true yeah it probably takes a long time to begin with just to do like all of her little implants but then to have all this other shit so her into her costume and yeah plus they seem to have slightly changed her wig did they it it, it seemed a little like, like puffier in the back or something yeah hmm. like even before she was malfunctioning even yeah there's a great scene in the sh- in this episode where the uh seven is trying to convince Janeway to just let her die it seems mm-hmm. by showing her like here's all the people that died on this ship that you didn't give a fuck about why do you <laughs> give a fuck about me I thought that was an interesting scene oh yeah and they mm. name drop some of the familiar names we've heard like what Ballard mm-hmm. and yeah I also well I no, I happen no, no to notice for Hogan or Suter though <gasps> yeah well you know we try to forget Suter no we don't well I was gonna say Ames doesn't Suter is the song that hangs inside uh, Ames' soul forever. You know? I keep trying to summon his ghost. <laughs> yeah, I she noticed. She keeps inviting um, me to the seances. I don't. <laughs> when I watched it and then I looked it up afterward, that because I know I noticed something. I was looking at the list. I'm like, I I gotta check this. So I found a I found a screenshot of the list, and half of the names on the list are just characters from the West Wing. Nice. <laughs> Really? So I think it's just, I mean, it's obviously an Easter egg. Yeah, they got Commander Jay Bartlett, (laughs) Commander uh, L. McGarry, Lieutenant Commander T. Ziegler, Lieutenant J. Lyman, Lieutenant S. Seaborn, Ensign Claudia Craig. Yeah. That's funny. "Eh." Oh, Ensign Charles Young. I know they definitely pulled stuff like that before, back in... um... TNG, one of the Borg episodes, they had like a bunch of crew were listed and it was names of actors who'd played uh, the Doctor from Doctor Who. Oh, that's cute. Up to that point. Mm. And I'm sure they've done, you know, I know the crew, like show crew have shown up as as crew names Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. Doctor Who and Star Trek It does seem interesting that there was like somebody else on the ship that was the rank of commander. Mm. They're the, uh, they're the overnight cap. Yeah, the overnight captain when Harry isn't there. There you go. Hmm. Maybe that's why Harry had to start being the overnight captain. Or maybe it's like, you know, like a Beverly Crusher type situation where mm. she's technically a commander, but doesn't really do like she's she does her doctoring. Maybe he's like a commander of 
Science. <laughs> science, yeah. Science it is, command. It is technically a, a scout and scientific ship first and foremost, so. Yeah. I mean, we originally no. did have a different second in command who was killed day one. Oh, yeah. I, I forget if we yeah. wrote his name. I think we yeah. did. Dang. I don't remember it. Commander There's also a different uh, a different helmsman, the, the, the lady that Tom was flirting up. Of course he was. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. And, of course, a different... Physician, obviously. Right, obviously. Uh, yeah, I don't think we ever saw the original physician, though. If I, or if I, if we did, I don't remember it at all. We might have. I'm not sure. Yeah, if anything, that list was probably a little short, considering how many people they lost just in the pilot. Yeah, not pilot first episode, whatever. It's just well, also it's one. missing a lot of people that we know died. Yeah, Harry Kim. Several yep. times. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the like there's a page in this list that's just all Harry Kim. Harry Kim. <laughs> She's gonna say she says Harry Kim like four times. Yep. Think of everyone else you've lost. Harry Kim. Yeah. Harry Kim. Second, second only to the page of just Janeways. I was gonna say yeah. I have a feeling one day when we go through like crewman deaths or something for blogtivity in the future. One day, just how many times Janeway dies? I think wins of all the 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 major major characters. It's gonna be a tight race between her and O'Brien. Hmm. No, it's really not. <laughs> but isn't there that one episode where he died like a shitload of times? Three times. Time Only three? Okay. Only three. Fair enough. Then Coda's going to definitely tip yeah, her say, over the Coda edge. Yeah, Coda just takes the cake, right? It's hard to catch up from that. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping that when, whatever guilt trip that Seven was trying to play there, I was hoping that when she brought up the list, it would just say Tuvix, you bitch, <laughs> on it. <laughs> But I think what was interesting about it, though, is that she did sort of say that the issue was that she felt Janeway wouldn't be able to get over her death as easily because Janeway had taken such a personal interest in her. Yeah. Which was a weird sort of roundabout Borgy 70 way of, like, acknowledging their bond. Yeah, it's like, happy Mother's Day. I got you this list of people you've killed. <laughs> Would have been really great if on the list just subtly mixed in with all of them was, um... Ensign Prick from Good Shepherd. He's dead oh now. <laughs> Janeway like, has killed out, him. <laughs> turns out he didn't survive. Good. Yeah, so in addition to the little scene-lit with Janeway, Seven also has a cute little scene-lit with Balana talking about, mm. like, do you believe in an afterlife? Because, you know, Klingons, they believe in Stovacor and shit, right? And Balana's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Klingon hell. It's not as fun as robot hell. <laughs> not as much singing. So much less. Yeah, but it made me also think, like, we don't get a ton of scenes between Torres and Seven. No, that's true. So it was kind of nice. We used to, and they were fucking assholes to each other. Yeah. Well, more specifically, Bolana was an asshole to her all the time. Yeah, and now Bolana's a little bit, a little bit more of an adult to you know interacting with Seven, and it was a cute scene. Yeah. Well, well but she almost it almost went. Oh no, wait, that's the next episode. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. we have another one next episode. It's a it's a good week for Bolana Seven slash. But I, yeah, this one, it was like they were kind of bonding over being annoyed at the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Which I felt felt I was like, yeah, I, I, this makes sense. This is a good moment. Yeah. Doctor says that Torres gave him the ability to cry so that he could mm. listen to operas. And I'm like, yeah, that tracks. Torres would want pe more people to cry when she's uh, around. <laughs> <laughs> I like, feel like Torres cry. Did she? Did one, she one of her two eyes does have a tear duct. Because <laughs> she's half. It's the mm -hmm. human side. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like Casino Royale. She cries blood. <laughs> oh, God. Blood wine. Ah. Stings. 
that was interesting too. When when the doctor finally found her in in engineering, they did this interesting thing where they they kept shooting him from as though like like it wasn't Seven's perspective because he was looking at her like off to the left, but mm. the the oh shot when they were was looking up and down, above, yeah yeah yeah, which was an interesting choice. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then you know, he threw the thing up to her. And again, you don't often see like not TV standard shots in treks so it always kind of stands out when they do it yeah it actually looked a little weird the shot looking down at the doctor it reminded me for for some reason or not for some reason for obvious reasons it reminded me of the shot remember very early on when there was a malfunction on the ship and the doctor was shrinking yep yep and there was a (laughs) shot of him shrunk down in his chair yeah it reminded me of that shot for some reason yeah i get it it sort of a weird foreshortening (laughs) thing yeah this looked better than that did, because with that, I feel oh, like he yeah. just kind of squished him in Photoshop or whatever the TV 90s equivalent was. And... Paint. This <laughs> is <laughs> an MS Paint. Dude, I still use MS Paint all the time. Yeah, who doesn't? For sure. It was also quite cute when Neelix played Cadiscot with Seven, mm. and they did a little reverse psychology thing, like, oh yeah, don't play Cadiscot with Seven. She's she's too weak and feeble for it right now. She needs to rejuve... Uh, 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 what am I looking for? Resuscitate. Generate. Regenerate. Yeah. Regenerate. And then she says, no, I will I will play Cadiscot with you. Okay. I know exactly what you're doing, but it still annoys me, so I'm going to give in. Yeah, and he looks as a good guy. He is. He is. I feel like he didn't get to do a lot in recently either. And again, we get kind of two weeks in a row again with him, too. Yeah. Getting a, getting a Neelix all around here. <laughs> the further into this we get, the more I'm like, all right, I like Neelix. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think what we're missing, what we actually kind of missed in this episode, was any Naomi Wildman. Just That's from, a good just, point. Yeah. That's a good just, point. Just from a Sevens character perspective. Yeah, they're yeah. buddies. You're very right. Yeah. Well, she already lost her... Oh, no, wait. She already almost lost her mom. You feel like maybe you don't want to put her through more of that. Well, mm. I mean, technically, she did. Because this is the duplicate Naomi that came over with the duplicate <laughs> Harry. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the times Harry died. <laughs> that Harry. He's always dying. Yeah, because yeah, we also didn't see Naomi say goodbye to the dronelings, so... No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Lack of that, Naomi well, that, this week. That happened off screen. Yes, there we go. That's what happened. Yeah, maybe instead of the pirate scene, they could have had a Naomi scene. Yeah. Things yeah. things we never thought we'd hear Ames say. Mm. Well, these are these are decent kids, so... These yeah. are not the sh- not shit kids. Like the no, twins. That's true. These are good. These are good <laughs> yeah, they're gone now. Thank goodness. Thank God. Like, I feel like they had the right idea. Just don't let them talk. But then they fucked it up by being like, but what if we let them talk? <laughs> it's weird you if they a, never talk. Good, no, no, it's perfect if they never talk. They're really bad at it. Mm. Why couldn't they be a species with no mouths? Or they just, you Ooh. know, they just telepathic at each other, like the binars. Uh, or like all twins. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, you know, Ikeb, Icheb. Fuck, why am I so bad at this boy's name? Icheb. 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 Icheb there fucking doing some, like, 19th century physician-style shit on himself. Yes. Yeah, right. Like, you won't let me uh, test on somebody else? All right, then, I'll just do it to myself. I had a horrible flashback to that time that I watched part of Nip Tuck. Oh, no. I was in high school, and uh, one, of the, one of the plastic surgeons kids tries to circumcise himself oh god why, no. why is that Don't in an episode that. of a show 
I've because well, it was a. Is super it a drunk. warning? Is it like a warning to people out there? I mean, people. I, I mean, I think it's a thing people attempt. Ow. Yeah. Well, I didn't say it was like a good idea. But when they walked in and he was all fucked up, I was like, oh, my God, he, they're like, oh, no, he did it. And I was like, oh, my God, he circumcised himself. Jesus. You're all welcome. Thank you. Very welcome. Cool. Uh, anything else about imperfection? There has to be something so we don't move on from that. You don't want to end on that note? No. Right, here's, a, here's a thing. Here's a thing to get us out of that. Um, there was a cute Tuvok line where he says, there are approximately 37 drones. Oh. And, and we want to <laughs> say, Tuvok, you mean, there are exactly 37 drones. That's, that's not an approximation, dude. Well, no, you I see, mean, here's here's what I'm going to think about that, though, is that because some of because everything's been destroyed, some yeah. of them are invariably in multiple pieces. Okay. So, so he's you know, rounding he's like, up. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I got 37 distinct Borg signals, but that could be like the same guy three times. You know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, this, it's, it's, he's, you know, like, eh. it's like when you ask someone for the time and they're like, oh, it's about 1138. And you're like, no, no, no. <sighs> Joke's on uh, them. It's actually noon. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm into that shit. Yeah, it was an all right cool. episode. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was right. good. It was, it was good. fine. Uh, it was yet another let's, let's watch seven deal with a crisis. Yeah. Which Yeah, she's it, having a rough time. It does happen quite a lot to the detriment mm. of the rest of the crew, but Whoops. Yeah. I also eat it up, so can't be doing it all wrong. Yeah, I think the thing is, like, I think that Beltran rightly has made complaints about the fact that he doesn't really have anything to do on this show. Yeah. Uh but he looks like, great doing it. Just like, like Tawny Madison anymore. Yeah, he's like he's the Tawny Madison of of Voyager. Oh man, we just rewatched Galaxy Quest. So fucking yeah, good. Yeah, it's on. It, I don't know if it still is, but it was on uh, Pluto TV. I just listened to the soundtrack today because I'd forgot. I apparently at some point bought the record and was like, "Well, this will do." <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, so yeah, Beltran has complaints, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but by no fault of your own, you got. A shit character like they did not write a good character for you so eh. which is a shame because the few times that they write an episode with him that's not absolute shit he uh, is a good uh, character they just don't know how to write for him he's a good exactly. he's a good character he's a good actor i feel like um what was the one uh jurassic just Park an origin no, Jurassic no. Well, Park. that was our. I mean, that was all right, but you know, that was a good episode. But I don't think it was a, like a great Chakotay episode. I do. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it was a good great scene, episode. But... I just don't think it was like. It wasn't really about Chakotay. He was the guy that was there. That's <laughs> that mm. one where he got naked. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> no, that was a terrible episode. Yeah, no, that's the that's the. I know it's a terrible episode. Oh. I'm just I I have uh, I've just no the know, one where I, he's I like forced Beltran. to uh, or like he's manipulated into fighting. Oh, uh, Nemesis. A war. Nemesis. Yeah. That's the one. That, that's, yeah, I think that's a great episode, and he does a great job in it. But speaking of nemesis disease mm. and, and unending wars, ah, there yeah. you go. I'm into both uh, those things. Yeah, so uh, in Drive, the following episode, we are driving drive. around in the Delta Flyer, the newly never before seen. Nope, not in no other Delta, episodes. Delta Flyer. A. Two, oh. which I kind of wish they had changed, like added that to the model, like a two or that something. Because Tom totally would have. Yeah. Oh, of course he would. He would have put it in a little script. Yep. Just to make it look nicer. But yeah, we're we're tooling around. We're we're doing a little shakedown uh, cruise in the in the Delta Flyer, getting all the 
the kinks worked out. And it's Tom and and his significant other, Harry Kim, flying around. And they're just they're you know, they're just goofing off and, and another ship pulls up and they're like, Hey, other ship, what's up? And the other ship and it's a lady and she says, uh, hey boys, you got a pretty nice ship there. Uh you wanna take it for a little race? And Kim's like, uh, no, this ship is brand new. We don't want to scratch the paint. And Tom's like, fuck yeah, I want to race. That two might fall (laughs) off. It's just a decal. (laughs) Yeah, so they do, they race this other ship. uh, And then we we meet the pilot. It's a Torazial knot. It's uh, Arena. uh, She was the first Torazial, right? She was Zial number one. Okay. ZL number uh, one, Delta Flyer number in, two. Number two. Yeah, I was from just thinking in, that. Indiscretion. Yeah. But yeah, she's in much less makeup now because she's just playing basically a human with weird a- ears. Like they all do. Or a forehead. Yeah. It's either ears or forehead. So yeah, and, and she's like, yeah, uh, you got an awesome ship. I got an awesome ship. Why don't we like, you know, we got there's this really cool race coming up to celebrate the end of this war that my people had. So why don't you... Um, you know, take your ship and join the race. It'll be fun. And Tom's like, Captain, please, please, can I be in the race? You know, and, and Janeway, uncharacteristically, is like, yeah, let's do this really fucking crazy thing for no reason. So yeah, they agree to join the race. Oh, but of course, the race is the same day as uh, this big holodeck vacation that Belan has been planning for weeks bargaining trading holodeck time she steals the doctor's tea time Good. at pebble beach or whatever fuck that <laughs> um but she has scrounged up just enough holodeck hours to do this this amazing getaway and then tom is like i'm gonna go do a race with harry and there's a sad and Belana has a sad and then they have a little a little fight a kind of fight and Belana's like she's like you know what i'm gonna break up with this guy dump his ass you know what fuck him so close to getting it. Yeah. And then she decides, long story short, she decides, you know what? Ah, uh, we'll give it another shot. But you know what, Harry? You're not going on the race. I'm going on the race. I'm going to be the co-pilot. Now, Seven um, is the one that put this idea in her head. Though. Yeah, that's true. Se- mm-hmm. Yeah, she she had a, a nice Seven of Nine chat. Yeah, it was the Taurus Seven chat. I, I still ship them. Damn it. <laughs> So yeah, so Belana joins the race. Meanwhile, we've met uh, Bashir's dad is here, <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's like the the ambassador who's kind of running this whole race. And he's like, "Oh, it's gonna be great. There's gonna be peace, and everyone's gonna be happy, and we're gonna fly around and do a race." I believe it. I believe it when he says it. Yeah. So for some reason, they were orchestrating this whole race from Voyager. I think there was like people were complaining about partisanship. Oh, yeah, yeah. Neutral ground, all this thing. Yeah. So they, they end up like making Voyager the, the home base for the race because, of course. <laughs> and then there's, a, there's, there's this race. And it's just a race. But partway through, there's some sabotage. <gasps> and uh, Arena's ship... Her her co-pilot gets killed because there's like I think this, he I think he's no, fine. He's severely injured. Oh, he's just injured. Okay. Well, he any in any case he's out of he can't race because he's been blowed up partially. So who steps in? But Harry, uh, Kim, yeah. Harry Kim, who uh, who's not injured uh, yet. yet. <laughs> so and has the super hots for Irina. Ugh. Yeah, we're doing this race. 
And it turns out that the Delta Flyers doing really well or in first place. There's like, it's a three-way race between Arena, the Delta Flyer, and some other guy who looks really evil. So you're going to expect that he's the one doing the sabotage, but turns out that, oh, and then we find out that the, the Delta Flyer has been sabotaged for its, to make its warp core blast off as soon as they reach the finish line. So uh, Tom and Bellana have to do some quick thinking to ditch the warp core and not kill everybody. They dump it into like a nebula, a nebula which, you know, that's what you do. You just you get something you need to blow up, throw it in a nebula. That never goes uh, wrong or creates ne- random life. Yeah, some, never. some days you can get rid of a bomb. Aha! Yeah. Always dump it in the, the nebula. That's what I always say. Yep. Yeah, so they end up not winning the race, the Delta Flyer, but uh, back on Arena's ship, we discover that <gasps> she's the saboteur. She's she's actually a partisan, and she wants to kill everybody and, and reignite the war. And she's going to kill Harry. He narrowly avoids getting his face blasted by an exploding console. Aww, he almost got back on the list again as another Harry death. <laughs> Poor guy. So uh, how do how do Torres and Paris feel about life? <laughs> yeah, so they have a little uh, heart to heart, and then they're like, you know what? Let's get married. Uh, that'll solve our problems. So- you know, we we're, Tom, our, what? <laughs> our relationship is hanging on by a thread. I'm a self absorbed dick. You're you're great. You're great, Bellana. But but Tom Tom's a piece of shit. But you know what? You know what solves it? Getting married. So that's what well, they do. And they you know what married. they should do after that is they should have a baby because if if there's anything that fixes relationship problems, well, you know, you try out the you try out the marriage babies. thing for a little bit. I'm if watching that Chris work, wince. It's great. <laughs> a baby will definitely solve it. And if that doesn't work, buy a boat. That's, he already has a boat. That's true. I guess he kind of already does have a boat. He's doing it all out of order. Yeah. But yeah, so then we get this final scene where um, they're just in the Delta Flyer and they've tied cans to the back of it and it says just married and it's kind of cute, but also kind of dopey. Yeah. Also, like, I'm sorry, but if I was a crewman on the Voyager, I would be like, I am never going in that ship again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they just spent a week or whatever fucking on every surface in it. Oh, I thought because it it was rigged up to blow up. (laughs) No, no, because... I mean, what else were they doing out there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why you would not just always go to the holodeck for your honeymoons. Like, what, why, where are you going in that ship? I, that's, what, that's what the Silverblood thems were going to do. Yeah. Hmm. So, but you uh, know what it is? They, they, want, they wanted to do their honeymoon in the holodeck, but because Bellana had traded all that holodeck time, mm. she won't have any for, like, years at this point. Yeah. So, uh, Jake, I gotta ask... What do you hate more, Data's plastic symbols from Nemesis or everything the doctor had for golf? Oh, God, his <laughs> space, his space golf club. And, and the ball, the glowing ball. Yep. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I hated I had that, that exact so much. thought. I was like, oh, it's space, space golf. golf. Like, what the fuck? And what's weird is it wasn't even like. The strangest thing about the putter was that it wasn't even like a Star Trek aesthetic. It felt like it was out of fucking Fallout. Yeah, it kind of had like a like a Art Deco. Well, yeah, like a, a re- like what the fifties thought the future was gonna look like, not yeah. Star Trek. Like what the fuck was? I hated it so much. Yeah, it was pretty. Awful. I mean, it nothing nothing's gonna top the green plastic symbol. But uh, but yeah, the 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 glowing green golf club or a uh, golf ball. 
that comes very close. Yeah, yeah. I will say a holodeck is a much better place place for a golf course than real fucking life. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the way to do it, because it takes... Waste the, resources. Yeah, waste Here's the thing. so much space. The, go- the, the, the putter isn't really excusable, but at the same time, putter just needs to be a stick that you hit things with. So if you like that aesthetic, do what makes you happy. Sure. I gotta say, though, unlike the green plastic symbol, a glowing green golf ball actually Does... is pretty practical, because well, have you ever tried to find a golf ball... I will say that's like in the rough. The idea of a glowing golf ball makes sense. But green's a bad idea because it's just going to blend in with the grass even more. Maybe maybe it's green when you're in the fairway. And then if you go out of bounds, it like turns other colors or starts chirping. Chirping. Yeah. yeah. Maybe why not both? Yeah. I mean, I also imagine. Um, Yeah. In the in the holodeck can be like holodeck locate ball. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, in in the holodeck can just be like holodeck relocate me to ball. Yeah. There's a cool Matrix style effect where everything just whirls around you. Yep. Then you do some bullet time. Yeah. yeah. But with golf balls. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so this is, uh, it's funny. It's like, the, the, I, th- I feel like there was some rule at the time where every sci fi space show had to have a, a race episode. Oh, like every, every, like every show had to have a baseball episode. Yep. And a boxing episode. Mm hmm. What was it? I mean, do you think, I mean, I know the thing is, this is what, 2000, I think? Yes. So, like, maybe they, you know, they knew that Star Wars was going to have the pod race scene, and they were like, we have to do our own race sequence. Like, obviously, the, they would have to have started developing it before, because Phantom Menace had only been out since, like, May of the previous year. But there'd already been trailers and shit, and they were just like, yeah, we're going to do a race. Coming. Yeah, this is yeah. this is October of 2000, so, yeah, they had oh, that it? whole okay. summer to, to to plan and shit. So it may have actually just been totally like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do let's do pod racing. Yeah. And yeah, also, too. but I will I will say Star Wars did rip them off a little because uh, it is before. Ball? <laughs> not that, but the interior for some of, of uh, arena ship for some reason gave me big uh, Dexter Jetsters cafe vibes. Like, I don't know why, hmm. but it did. Hmm. I didn't hmm. take a good enough look. It, it definitely had sort of like a pseudo retro 50s thing going on. It felt like. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, episode of SG One that's very similar, mm. and the episode is literally called Space Race. Good name. It, you know, at least it's a clever name for a space race episode. Yes. <laughs> at least they were at least they were honest. It was funny that uh, you know, we had two DS Nine guests appear in this because at the opening, three. Yeah, because oh, well. uh, you'll remember uh, Patrick Kilpatrick who played Asan, the the Imhotep guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they called that race Imhotep. It's very yeah, I, strange to me. I, when they said it, I was sure I was mishearing nope, it, but no, right. no, I was not. They named him after the mummy. Uh, he, we've seen a couple times in Trek, he was Reese in the Siege of AR-558. Oh, and he was, was Razik in Initiations. Oh, look at that. Which ones were they? Um, uh, Siege of AR-558 was the one where Nog loses his leg. Oh, yeah, sorry, I remember yeah. the episode. Which which oh, soldier? He was, was... he was one of the soldiers. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he was one of the main ones. Oh, okay, because okay. wasn't it? It was wasn't it? Bill Moomy? wasn't he? He was Ezri's buddy there. He yeah. was the engineer. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's such a bummer. That episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought that name was kind of familiar, but I thought that's maybe just because name. it was such a crazy name. Mm. Also, yeah, uh, Robert Picardo is famously a guest <laughs> star from True. True. 
Deep Space but, Nine. But at the opening, when they're racing to the comet, I go to Caitlin, I look at Caitlin, oh, it's, it's good to see the DS9 ah. intro comet still getting work. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that. Can confirm. And I'm the one that caught, well, obviously you guys got it also, but I was the one who was like, feel like I would know this guy if he had a mustache. The ambassador. The ambassador. Oh, yes. Brian Because I was thinking yep, yep. of Babu Bot. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's, he's a character in uh, Seinfeld. Oh, yes, yeah. that one. Yeah, well, it's fine. We looked him up. He has done a shitload of voice acting, too. Really? Like, oh, loads. Really? Yeah. He's done lots of Batman names. You should check it out. No, let's not. It's interesting. Cause I, I actually have no idea what his natural accent is, because in Seinfeld, he has like a really kind of cartoonish Middle Eastern Pakistani sort of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And then in Deep Space Nine, he's got like a Cockney-ish. Right? Oi, governor. Co- co- yeah, Cockney, lower class British accent. And then in this, he just he has just like American accent, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, Antarian. I, yes. You know, I think when he's... I remember looking him up before and I don't remember what he was. He was born in Jerusalem. Huh. But he had went, he grew up, it sounds like, in London. But then they moved to Toronto. <laughs> so... So he's got so so all of the accents that he has done are his are accents. His. Yeah, yeah, like he just fair enough. He might not have a default at this point in his life. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, no, he's he's great. It's always good to see him. Yeah, he was um, fucking foolish this episode though, because they knew after the the co pilot got partially exploded that there was mm. a sabotage afoot, and he was like, no, 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 we're going to keep doing the race. <laughs> Like, well, I mean, it's like, we're, no. not cl- we're not closing the beach on the 4th of July. Well, I think it was because it was one of those things where, like they knew this was a potential thing. But like it was one of the I think it was less that sort of mayor of Amityville thing and more like we have to do this symbolic thing. It's important. God damn it. Maybe they're not thinking this through. But, you know, I think he just for them, you know, it sounds like something that had probably been discussed before it began. Like, do we still want to go through with this? We know there's terrorists out there and. Et cetera, et cetera, and oh look, there's one right there. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice if there'd been more racers that we met, because it was like it's like okay, Asan is too obviously a jerk, mm-hmm. so it's gonna have to be Arena. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. You know, it was like yeah, no, this guy is too obviously just an asshole to actually be the bad guy. I gotta say, I didn't even think he was necessarily an asshole. I just thought maybe he wasn't that interested in making small talk. It's fair, and it is Tom. Yeah. Pretty underwhelmed this week. I feel like yeah, this, this was a, sort of an underwhelming week. I we, feel like this episode's just... only purpose was to get Bolana and Tom married. Which I hate. As a decision, yeah. I fucking hate it. Like, it was a bad choice, Bolana. It's a really bad choice, because, like, he's not... What was really funny was, we're, we're like, watching... And I'm just like, I was like, oh, good. It's going to be another episode where Tom, like, blows off everything that Bolana does. And she just fucking lets him do it as usual. And not only does she just let him do it as usual, then she gets engaged to the fucking guy. I don't know, man. I like Bolana. I like Bolana too much for this to, to be her fate. Yeah, Tom, Tom is like the worst man no and i loved i loved neelix too because he was like does he know how hard you worked and she's like no i mean the thing like i don't mean he's literally the worst man but he's like a stereotype of the douchey boyfriend yeah that's like yeah i'll blow off my girlfriend but she likes diamonds so that'll make her happy i think i'll go to i'll go to to zales or whatever 
Jared. The thing is, the thing they the thing they told us during the fight, which I wish they'd maybe shown us over the years. There's an idea. Is that like if we'd seen more of their relationship, where like Tom is like, oh well, I I don't want to like be too whatever because you know you're Klingon, you're not into that stuff and whatever. And it's like. That was also based on an assumption. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't feel like we he even knows that that's right. the case. Like, because we haven't really been shown... Like, I said this at one point last season, where it's like, the problem is almost the only time they show us them having a relationship is when there's an issue. It's rarely like, things are great! Well, they've got Kesson Neelix syndrome. It's like, in the beginning, it was like, oh, he's always jealous, what yeah. a fucking dick. Yeah, it felt so. it just feels shades of that. Uh, anyway, like just, I just they think, can't write good relationships on this show. Mm. They did Bolana dirty. That's they all did. I'm saying. It's, yeah, uh, and I'm someone who who mostly liked the Paris Torres relationship because you know they complimented each other, and they there definitely were some good moments throughout that we've seen. Oh, for sure. But then, but they're all coming from her. It's always her. That's being true. Like, it's usually from baby, her. Baby, I made you a TV. What a great girlfriend I am. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I made you this this gift, and I'm gonna have popcorn with you. And now I have to put up with you doing this. But for him to propose to get out of a fight is the worst fucking idea. I mean, it's very television. Yeah. You know? That's such a TV thing, not a character-driven, sensible thing. I might never have another chance to ask. It's like fucking, what is it? One of the Pirates of the Caribbean sequels where they get married in the middle of a massive sword fight. That happens? It, unfortunately, it, only the first one is actually worth seeing. True. Yeah. It's it's a good thing that this uh, that this marriage happened in season seven because it spares us having to see the inevitable divorce. <laughs> wow. I would, probably, I would probably like that better. Do you think, uh, think they're saving that for Lower Decks? No, I don't. I don't think another show would split them up. No, I know. I was, was going to say Prodigy at first, but then I was like, not, they wouldn't do that in Prodigy. I don't think we'll see these characters again. I, I, I will say, for all its failings, though, I mostly like the flight suits. Oh yeah, I like oh, them yeah, too. They were cool. Yeah. Though yeah, I will say, famous. Ames, I'm going to steal your line. Needed a belt. Oh yeah, most things do. It, it was a little too much of a line. Like it needed something to break it up a little. Yeah, or even like a wa- a built-in waistband or something like that. Something, something, something to just kind of. But overall, though, they were very yeah, very, very nice. sharp. Torres looked fucking adorable. I think when when Tom looks up and you know it's not Harry but it's Torres being his co-pilot and he says, "What are you doing here?" My my immediate response was, "Looking damn fly in this suit." <laughs> yeah, no, he should like. That's Tom, why he idiot. proposed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Oh she damn, definitely... I gotta I gotta wrap this up." <laughs> yeah. She pulled off the suit the best of the three of them. Weirdly, you know, I, I, I feel bad for uh, Robert Doug McNeil. I feel like they made his a little too big. Uh, uh, so I feel like in order, it was like it looked best on Balana, then Harry, then him. Mm. I liked it all around. Oh, yeah. No, it, it looked good either way. Now, we um, we they didn't show us the, the wedding. Obviously. No, that's we true. Just, we just went straight to the post wedding. Gross. But now I'm wondering if uh, if they did a traditional Klingon uh, bachelor party, right? <laughs> Pain sticks. What did uh, Bolana's boob window look like? That's yeah. It's actually that's a really good question. You have to have the traditional uh, Klingon garb. Although I I, I don't think uh, I don't think they would have done a Klingon wedding. No, Bolana. But at the even though it wouldn't have been a Klingon wedding, there was at least one 
or more Klingon dishes inserted into the buffet by Neelix. Yes. Mm. He definitely would have done that. Oh, that'd be really sweet. He'd make a great blood wine cake and... <laughs> I did, uh, I enjoyed their scene together. Neelix and Balana. Yeah, Neelix she... is, is very strong this week. Yeah. Like, she knew he was going to try to talk her the minute she went there. Mm-hmm. And you know she knew, because she really didn't try to fend him off very long. She just couldn't ask him. She had to pretend for a minute that she didn't want to talk, and he had to, you know, oh, my leg, and all that. I liked that back and forth. Mm-hmm. Neelix was also very fun as the race announcer. I actually rather <laughs> liked that. It was a little goofy, but I was okay with it. I think mostly because uh, Ethan Phillips sold it. Yeah. How unfair was it to pause the race for the injury and just say, we're going to finish it now after a day and pretend you're all in this configuration, right? Well, I think that that happens like when a, when there's a wreck at a... In like F1. F1 or NASCAR, they have like the pace car come out and everybody... And it seems terribly unfair. Well, yeah, but, but everybody that, stays in the same also, order. Isn't that also, like, from necessity, though? Like, I feel like if you're in space, you're not going to necessarily hit all that debris. If you're on a track that is, you know, mm. one surface that everyone has to drive on, you kind of have to clear that shit off. Yeah, I, mm. I don't know enough about racing to know, but yeah, it does, like Jake said, seem to kind of be the norm, just that sometimes you you kind of, you know, that's, it's like golf, where the uh, guy will... Put a quarter where his ball is, so it's not in the way of other golfers. <laughs> it's not a quarter, mm. it's a ball marker. Oh, right, that was just a joke in Happy Gilmore. Wow. Wasn't it like a cookie or something in Happy Gilmore? And no, no, it, it? It, it is a coin, and then Happy's, um, it, the, the coin is put there by, by, eats, uh, it, uh, fuck, Enterprise C guy. Oh. There. Oh, uh. Well, I was gonna say Bob Barker, but that's clearly not yeah, what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> uh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he's the one. He's a shit for breakfast. Yeah, um, he put, he, yeah, he puts the quarter down, and then Happy's, uh, caddy takes it. Ah. <laughs> uh, because he just sees a quarter on the ground, like, hey. Aha. Uh -huh. Um. But no, like, in, in my family, like, I, I'm actually, like, the one person in my family that doesn't like F1 racing, because I, I, I don't give a shit. And I was just talking with my parents this past week, and they're saying, oh, yeah, the F1 race such and such is going on. And I'm listening, like, yep, names I don't know, cars I've never heard of, track I don't give a shit about. And they say, yeah, and they, uh, they had to stop the race because somebody exploded or something. And I and you were said, like, you've got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept thinking, like, yeah, how terribly unfair is it when they have to stop the race? Everybody's, you know, they stay in their order. But now instead of, like, 100 yards apart, now you're back bumper to bumper again. It's like, this is mm. not the race you were just racing. Yeah. It does sort of seem like bullshit when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're no longer going the speed you were just going at. You have to start back up again. Plus, you might have had a groove going. Yeah, exactly. But Now yeah, your butt kinda... itches. It's like, oh, I can't drive with an itchy well, butt. That, like, I, th I feel like, because again, I also know nothing but racing, yeah, but isn't it common not... that they'll just, like, pull over and change their tires and... Well, that's a pit like that. stop, and that's built into, like, that's something you choose to do. The other cars are still going. Yeah, but, that's but part if you of the do that, so, is... like... Yeah, so if you pull over and get, get a tire change and have a smoke, you know, the order's going to be all out of whack. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, that's, but that's kind of part of the strategy of the race. It's not forced upon you by someone else. Right, if it doesn't pay off, that was your bad call. And that's also why you want to have, like, a super fast pit crew. Yeah. Why not just make a car that doesn't need to be tuned up every hundred yards or whatever uh, yes if only oh i think the main thing is just the refueling and swapping out the tires because they're about to explode mm. 
Yeah, otherwise it's a risk that, you know, you'll have a blowout and take out yourself and everybody around you. Yeah, because they go through an absurd amount of fuel and tires, tires in a single race. It's another sport that would be better on the holodeck. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, are, they are starting to have all-electric I've seen that, yeah. But that doesn't solve the tire problem. You could use the tires like they use on the Mars rover that, Ooh. that, that don't have, uh, yeah, that aren't yeah. filled with air. Ooh. That'd be fun. Until I'd we like get to see hover cars. Mars rovers race. <laughs> That'd be very I mean, cute. Wasn't there like a thing when, like a big deal when Curiosity had traveled like one kilometer after 10 years or something? Mm. It'd be a very slow race. Mm. Well, then, then, you know, you could have gone further, but they're having your stop every so often to just kind of poke in the ground and go, hello, mm. Martians. Yep. And the Martians had to be like, don't, don't, don't answer the phone. They'll know we're here. Yeah. But this one here, this uh, Antarian Transstellar Rally is a very fast race. Mm. So it's 200 billion kilometers. And it's all, is it all sublight? Yes. Because they yeah, didn't, they like didn't have warp. Yep, um, yep. And it seems to pass through, like, however many number of star systems they go past this weird gravity well thing. Does what I can't put wrap my brain around what 200 billion kilometers means. Couldn't tell you. How that long is, is this? <laughs> big space number. Because I think they said somewhere on like the memory alpha or something at whatever speed they're going at, which is still insanely fast. It should take them. Oh, I forget if it was like two hours or four hours, but it was a couple of hours, basically. Mm. At that speed. But I just, I, when numbers get too big, they might as well all just be infinity to me. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing with space. Yeah, or numbers, that's the thing with numbers. That too. Like when when Jake and I are watching like Deal or No Deal, and it's if it's any number above 100,000, it's like, that's a lot of money. True. <laughs> yeah, so according to Google's conversion uh, that I just did, 2.3 billion kilometers, which is which is what it was translates to 127.86 light minutes. Oh, so it doesn't... So, football fields. Uh, yes. <laughs> let's see. This is going to be a giant number. <laughs> All right, so it's 2.515 times, times 10 to the 10 what? To the t- times 10 to the... Uh, let's see. I'm, oh, you know, I did. I did it to yards instead of football fields. And then I was trying to do the math. <laughs> oh um, God! <laughs> I'm almost surprised that uh, Google doesn't just have convert to football. Fields yeah, it doesn't. As an but Easter egg. See, well, how wait, many Rhode Islands is it? There's a hundred yards in a football field. In a football field. So so minus that would be, two. So it's ten point five one five times ten to ten to the twelve yards. So I guess it would be. Two less than that, so it'd be two point five one five times ten to the tenth football fields. That's a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Kapla. <clears throat> so would that all? How many star systems should that be? One? Is that one star system? Uh, uh, uh. Let's see. Now we're just doing math. We're the most exciting fucking podcast. All right. So two, nerding so the out two over point, math. Okay. Well, here's the thing. So two point three billion kilometers is. 15.375 AU and an okay. AU is the distance the from average the, distance from the earth to the sun. Yeah. So, it's not even our whole solar system, I don't think. So they shouldn't be yeah. running across all these like phenomena in space that they're no, that they're no. navigating around. I, unless like I mean, 
you know, obviously they can choose to be near that wormhole thing. Maybe some of the other obstacles were towed there. Like like how Fry did with the Planet Express ship? Kinda, kinda, but probably less complicated because it wasn't whole, like, you know, suns. You could totally just, like, grab some debris and make a little temporary asteroid belt and stuff like that. Could yeah, you? so the distance from Pluto to the sun is... 5.9 billion kilometers. And Pluto is not the edge of the solar system. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's like the start of the end of the solar system. <laughs> There's way more beyond it, but I feel like people generally think of Pluto as being pretty far out there, but still how in the solar system. How far system. away is Voyager now? How many football fields? Sorry, yes. uh, the the probe, not... Oh, wow. The, oh. No, that, she, I realized, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> they think they could squeeze a few more years out of her. They, they they think they've figured out a workaround to get a little more energy out of her batteries. Voyager 1 distance from Earth is 23.8 billion kilometers. God damn. Oh, it's way the could. fuck out there. And Voyager 6 is even farther than that. Mm, true, true. Y'all just keep saying huge numbers and I feel like my brain is like fizzling out. Well, you know, there's not much else to talk about about this episode, so we're filling time. Yeah, yeah. In, oh, you know what? We're adding a, we're adding a, a random B-plot to our show. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of the random B-plot, uh, we, we have the return of horny-ass Harry. Yeah, why? Which I didn't yeah. need. Didn't no. need it. I thought we were done with that. It could have just better been than, him better being Better than nice. hairy-ass horny. Also, I was a little annoyed Ew. that when he was bringing up, you know, Harry's bad decisions, he forgot to bring up the wrong Delaney sister. Yeah. Yeah. Bring up all the bad ideas from the past. Bring that one, too. Also, Harry, I, I don't care what she told you. She was not just friends with her old co-pilot. Woof. But she was trying to kill him, so that's why. Yeah, it was all just a scheme. Which, yeah. what was her plan going to be if she hadn't met some random neutral party to drag into the race? I'm guessing she would have just blown her own self up, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like, maybe. she's like, oh, great, I don't have to suicide myself. I can just get these bozos to blow up instead. Yeah, or sabotage something else. She was going to sabotage no matter what. Yeah. yeah maybe she was going to sabotage Emotep. Mm. Oh, uh, I, I think this is the episode where we actually saw them. I almost brought them up last episode, but... uh. They've decided to 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 give the Delta Flyer extra moving parts. Oh yeah, that extra impulse Thrust drive thingy. Thing, yeah, it's it feels very Tom. So I'll give it to them. S speaking of funny little ships, thank you for the segue, Chris. Uh, we have more funny little ships we're going to talk about in our blogtivity this week because we're done talking Woo! about these funny little ships. So this week, uh, it's going to be another mostly visual week. We're going to be talking about shuttlecraft throughout throughout at least the first couple seasons of, or the first couple series of Star Trek, because by the time we get to New Trek, I can't keep track because there's a new, there's a new fucking ship every day in New Trek. So if you want to take a look at these ships with us, they're going to be over on our Tumblr. Tumblr. Have a good time looking at ships with us. We're going to go, I think, pretty fast through these because they mostly look pretty similar. All right, so we're going to start with TOS with one of the most classic looking shuttlecrafts we see because we see so fucking much of what they're, what the internet tells me is class F. I have no fucking clue if that's right or not. It's the Galileo, everybody. Yeah. It looks like a fucking box. <laughs> it's yeah, a shoe yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. Something that, uh, that, I think when you were making the slideshow, I was looking over your shoulder, and the thing that I never realized, or maybe I didn't, just never noted it, is that the Galileo Seven 
like the Galileo is Shuttlecraft 7, mm-hmm. but it was also the subject in the episode, the Galileo 7, the title of which referred to the seven people that were trapped on the planet. Oh my God, I never made that fucking link. Or, or like maybe, I don't know, was it... I always assumed it was the people, the, the title was a reference to the people, but maybe it was just a reference to the number of the shuttle. I, it, I mean, it's probably both. And I, I, I never thought about the number of people. Good catch. Yeah, but we only, we first, that's the first episode where we see this, right? Is it really? I, th- I don't know. Oh, I, 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 don't, I don't have it written down. Couldn't uh, tell you. I just know that we see it quite a lot, and then we also see it briefly. Uh, minor, minor spoilers in uh, Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I th- I'm sure. Well, I'm sure we see every single ship in Lower Decks because some nerd wants to have every single ship on, in the background somewhere. Yeah, she is. She is boxy, but she has some little details that I never really appreciated. To looking at photos right now. Yeah, this little way, landing strut is kind of cute. And... Yeah, and the way it kind of curls up up towards the top i wonder if the idea not that we ever saw it is that maybe it can kind of slot into something in the ceiling so you can like have one above another oh these little okay yeah the yeah, kind of the luggage rack or that or that yeah yeah you can it does feel like your you bike maybe, on top yeah yeah or maybe it's you know the idea is you could slot in um equipment as need be kind of like oh, the idea was with the runabout that we never actually saw in the show the windshield is pathetic yes <laughs> It's so tiny. Is it just this one tiny window? Well, that's on that one. There's supposed to be, there's three. There's three like small windows in the front. I I think the idea is they they can be individually opened and shut. Mm. You know, in case there's light glare or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for for the 60s, I think acceptable. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, it certainly doesn't hold up today. She's a boxy girl, but she also kind of sets the uh, template. Yeah. When Ames was doing her research on this, I, I was also looking at uh, stuff about this shuttle. So I was I was I was still trying to figure out what the title of the episode was referring to. <laughs> so I was reading about the shuttle and one of the factoids that I got was uh, the full scale version of it. The one that, you know, they used on the set. Mm. So are you familiar with the company AMT? Uh, they're, they make, if you're not, if, if you don't build plastic models, you probably aren't. But what does it stand based, for? I, I'm probably American model something, I would bet, but I something. don't know. American models and toys, maybe? May, yeah, that actually might be it. But yeah, they're, they're basically a company that makes plastic models, like cars and boats and airplanes. But in the 60s, they really wanted the contract to create model kits for Star Trek. Yeah, that'd be good to get into. You will make a fucking fortune. (laughs) Desilu said, yeah, sure, you can have the contract to build model kits for Star Trek that you can sell. You can, or like specifically the Enterprise and the Klingon ship and, you know, all all the ships you see on screen. Like, on one condition, you have to build us a (laughs) full-scale shuttlecraft for us to use on the show. Wow. And they agreed. So the full-scale shuttlecraft set that you see on the show was constructed by the company that makes the little tiny plastic model toys. Man. That's pretty that's great. Like, how do you go from year. from little to big? They're entirely different forms yeah, of art. I, mean, I don't know. I wonder if they just, like, designed it, like, made the plans for it, and then had it fabricated elsewhere. Because I can't imagine they have the tooling to build something this large if their normal manufacturing lines are building 
you know, injection molded pieces of garbage. <laughs> yeah, that that is a damn good question. Huh. Yeah, I'm guessing they like designed the plans for it and then Maybe. had it fabricated out of, you know, fiberglass or whatever it's made out of. Hmm. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So. Yeah, it's a cool little ship. We're going to jump forward to some ships that we see in TAS. Oh, no, I forgot about this. Yeah, these are the these are the fun ones, actually, because these are the ones that look the most different because they're animated. Yeah. We're going to start with the Aqua Shuttle, uh, <laughs> which looks like a doorstop. It's very, very short, but long and wedgy. Yeah. I feel like it just kind of looks like someone stepped on the shuttlecraft. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's, you know, the shuttlecraft and a speedboat yes. got a little drunk one weekend, and here we are. Here we yeah, are. It's, kind of, it's hard to tell, but it's kind of got like a catamaran shape. It does, yeah. yeah it's it's got the, the, the pontoon kind of thing going on. It still has nacelles, so is she warp capable, too? Well, she can at least go. She flies. She does fly, and she goes underwater, yeah. and she floats on, on top of the water, but that's See, about it. A, they made a big deal about having to fucking ocean-proof the Delta Flyer. Meanwhile, we've been able to do this easily since the 23rd century. You ain't so cool, Tom. Yeah, fuck you, Tom. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sad, because I, I do like Tom. I, he's just such a fucking moron. Yeah. Ah, sad face. All right, moving forward, we're going to also look at the, the Copernicus, which we see in the animated series. And it's kind of cute, actually. It's the ship that we see in the Slaver Weapon. Yeah. And this looks like... A station wagon. Yeah. The, the little deflector dish on the front is goofy as shit. It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very silly. You get the sense early that, you know, just from the shot here of the crew coming out, it's, it's a bigger one. It's probably intended more for, like, large cargo hauling. Um, this is the roundabout. This is the original roundabout. Maybe. Yeah, kind of. seems to have a lot kinda. of empty fucking space. Yeah. Because they it, wouldn't animate a, it otherwise. Well, it's a little closer, you know, some of the early doodles of... The shuttlecraft or TOS were literally just like little rocket ships with wings. Oh, cute. Yeah. So this is kind of closer to that while still yeah. Yeah, having that cute... kind of boxier thing going on. Yeah, it's a cute and little pointy thing. I guess that's the advantage of the animated format is is that, you know, you don't have to build a fucking model for this. Yeah. And, you know, you can build the, you can just draw the Aqua Shuttle. You can just draw this. So you can be a little more creative. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, still not like as it's... creative as it could be. Yeah, yeah, I no. continue to be. It's just it's very disappointing because that was sort of the thing about the animated series was it was like, OK, they don't have to worry about a makeup budget or like a set budget. They can just go for it. And they yeah. don't. They just made this. Actually, you know what this really looks like? It a looks boat. like a, a sled. Ooh, a sled. I like that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's got like a little, the little skid on the front. Mm -hmm. It's like an enclosed ski mobile. Yes. <laughs> it's a luge. Mm. Ooh. We have one more from the animated series to look at. Uh, Memory Alpha Bam. calls it the the heavy <laughs> shuttle. I think we oh, see it's this a chunky boy. We see this in I Mud. Yeah, it is a it is like that other ship we just saw has been just pigging out on ice cream. I will say though, the the bottom right one, the silhouette there, I feel like some of the like late TNG movie shuttles kind of have that silhouette. I mean, hell, <laughs> it kind of looks like the Delta Flyer from the yeah. <laughs> actually. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, we'll see them. We'll see them side by side. Because, yeah, I think there are very significant differences. Yeah. We just found the secret origin of the Delta Flyer, though. Ah. Holy shit. It does look like it could take a bit more of a whooping than the boxier one. Evidently, the Enterprise had at least two of these things 
because both number four oh, yeah. and number 12 are here. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. All right, we're going to jump to TOS. We have this, uh, the famous travel pod from oh. uh, the motion picture that we have <laughs> Kirk and Scotty. Come do it. God damn it. Hold on, wait, I got to sing that for about 15 minutes. This one from above looks like uh, a lady's electric razor. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little, and little thing because it only basically like, is meant to travel around a space dock yeah. and not go very far or it's, very it's, fast. Yeah, it's basically like the space equivalent of like a dinghy. I kind of want to, I feel, looking at it, I feel like it should make the sound that the Jetsons car makes. Yes, it should. <laughs> oh my God, That's yes. exactly what it should do. Also, I never noticed that it is apparently the same pod they're in at the end of Star Trek Four. Yeah, I, just, I was still, noticing the same, or at least the same number, unless it's, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's the same model, model. Yeah. But, but I'm wondering if the intention was that, oh, it's no, it's literally the same. The same, ship. yeah. Or if there's just like, no, we're not going to repaint the exactly. model and change the number. That's the idea right there. It's for a two second <laughs> shot. We yeah. have this thing. Fuck it. We're not even going to put them in it because it's not a physical thing. We're just going to like take a photo of them, stretch it awkwardly yeah. across the windshield. Do a yeah. terrible Photoshop job. Like not so even bad. take it from a the proper angle. Oh, man. I mean, not that the compositing is much better in the motion picture either. They get a pass oh. for being however many years earlier. <laughs> true. True. God, they were so in love with the effect shots in that fucking movie. The effect shots were great. They were, but they were too damn long. They they they, yeah. were, they were great the, the for like their own special. minute Enterprise flyby. As much as I as much as I love that ship, it's a bit. It's 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 too much. Too much. All right, we have more to talk about from the films. Uh, we have what's called the SD one hundred and three, according to some wherever the hell I found this thing. I I think they also called this the executive shuttle, okay. and it's for mm. shuttling. And it again looks like a looks like a. Wedge you like uh, hold your door open with. Mm. Nar, so they get their own little uh, prefix code, no less. This one also, to me, looks like an electric razor. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does have the vents on the back that are clearly taken directly from the old boxy TOS one, though. Yeah, yeah, I could see this being uh, a, an evolution of the Galileo style because it's got the little wings. Yep. The three yeah. windows on the front, the three windshields. Oh, yeah, the three barely visible windows. In fact, I wonder if this was more intended to just be that, but, like, updated. Yeah, maybe. And, like, squashed her. More squashed. Yeah, I, don't, I also don't think we get tons of look at these things, but I found it, so I put it, I'm putting it on the Tumblr so you all can look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, we have the Type 4 shuttle. We see a bunch of these. It's the new Galileo. And they look and the new Copernicus and the new Copernicus. They look pretty similar, actually. Um, it's like a little blimp. It's a nice little <laughs> update. It does look like a little blimp. I like that. Now, um, when did we first see these? I want to say one of the movies. Star Trek Five. I, I want to. Yeah, I think Five sounds okay, right. Because I was going to say because these, and I'm sure we'll see them in a bit, but yep. these look. These are the same model as the Enterprise D. Oh, you're going to see them. Yep, they're they're very similar. Been, just been repainted to look a little different. Yeah, so, yeah let me the go. Fact look that at... They were in five makes that make a lot of sense. I mean, five, fuck, they just reused the Enterprise D corridors and didn't even repaint <laughs> them. Yeah, every, every it's yeah. so awkward. Yep. Yeah, but I like how, how very like practical this thing looks. It looks like yeah. a little football. 
Yep. The window the, is more easy to look out of. It's got the movie era style nacelles and all that. Oh yeah, I like those. It's got the little the little wings. Yep, little winglets are still there. Like the hexagon back, that's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you were mentioning the the TNG shuttle that we see, the Type there we go. Six, I believe. And it looks so similar, but it has more window. Yeah. Because now we have side windows, you know, mm. so you can see where you're fucking going ever. Yeah, but evidently Starfleet, like, used the basic, same basic shuttle design for a long time. Yeah, but it ain't Oh, broke. yeah, must have. They just said, you know what we need on this fucking thing? Uh, visibility. <laughs> yeah. We have so many blind spots. So many. Yeah, but again, still pretty practical. We also have the Type 15 shuttle pod, which is a really, like, short little thing. It seems impractically tiny. Like, it, what is the point of this? It looks it's like barely those, little, bigger... those little mouse droids that you see in Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's barely larger than the thing that fucking Scotty shuttled Kirk to the Enterprise on. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it like one guy, is, maybe. This is only used for, like, you gotta get one guy... Like, this is the thing that they blew up, or that Kivas Fajo blew up to try and steal data. <gasps> mm. Gasp. That dick. <laughs> like, it's it's like a, like a two-seater, you know, I just gotta go a short distance, golf yeah. cart. Yeah, it's really an odd, odd thing. Yeah, I think the angles of it make it very interesting, though, because it, like, like it says, it looks like a little computer casing kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I bet you, like, the this one was made to be filmed. Like, it was made to be full size. Mm. And it was probably made cheaply out of mostly plywood and fiberglass. <laughs> and that's why yeah. it's so boxy and yeah. weird. Yeah, I'll that would make that. sense. Yeah, especially because like, this was early. Even the nacelles are very boxy and, and weird. Yeah. Yeah, but whoever created this thing is so fucking proud of it, I bet. Like, look at that. All right, what else have we got? We've also got in TNG the Type 6, which, again, very similar to the thing we just saw. I can't even really specify what's different. I think the nacelles are the most different. I feel like yeah. it's a little bit shorter. It's yeah. shorter. The nacelles think... are now chonk. Yeah. Yeah, this one, uh, I have the toy of this one. Oh, do you? Yay. I'll have to play with it. Yeah, it's fit. it fits the action figures. Oh, nice. Really? Send them on away missions. Oh, that's cool. Neato. Yeah, I have nothing else to say about this one because this was because like so many of them are very similar until we get to, to weirder things such as the Cousteau, the shuttles mm. that we start seeing in some other time in TNG. Uh, this one Man. also has two variants. It has the super super long window and the slightly less long window. Mm. One of them looks like a kitchen scale. <laughs> well, the the one in in, in your slideshow here at the top middle just it's, it looks like a whale. Yay! I was gonna say there's almost like a one of those kind of like little chubby frogs that have butts. Mm. Yeah, from the rear especially, they've got some. We got some butt in the bottom right hand corner. Mm. Yeah. I feel like the boys down in Cetacean Ops had something to do with this design. Mm. I don't know. I think the, the the progression is definitely evident because now everything is so rounded compared Very. to the other shuttles, which are a lot more angles and lines. Yeah. These are just curves everywhere. You want to spank oh. that frog's butt. <laughs> it's also got the uh, galaxy style nacelles now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder if this one, though, was ever made in full scale or if it was just models. That is a good question that I because do not have the answer to. I feel to. like I, I can imagine this one would have been difficult to build. Yeah. Full scale. Yeah. 
certainly in the photos, it's only ever flying around. We don't see people next to it. Yeah, so. true. I don't have the answer, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All right, we move on to Insurrection, where we have the Type 11 shuttle that Picard chases Data around in. Mm-hmm. And it's a cute little pointy thing. It looks like a shark. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. It's very sleek. Yeah, it looks like it goes with the Enterprise-E. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All part of the same uh, design team there. Yeah, they, they're family. Mm-hmm. Big shark and little shark. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I like how, how flat it is, too. It, it looks fast. Mm-hmm. All right, we also have the captain's yacht, which is a fucking whale of a thing. Mm-hmm. It looks like, because it looks like where, when it's fit inside, the, the cells must be tucked in or something, and then they can yeah. pop out. Yeah, I think when... Oh, when like, it, like your side view mirrors on your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'd always had, like, I think they'd had the idea of a captain's yacht as far back as TNG. They just never used it. Yeah, I think um, there's even, like, space in the in the model for it to live or something, but we never see it. But this one we do see... It such a weird thing. Like, what is the practical purpose of the captain's yacht versus just having shuttles? Um, maybe if you have, like, question. a fancy ambassador who you need to bring somewhere. But yeah. yet, every time we see them with a fancy ambassador, they never use it, so I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, what is the difference between this and a shuttle? How fucking yeah. big it is? Where it's kept on the ship? Maybe it has longer range. I mean, I like the idea of, like, the Enterprise having, like, a larger, like almost like a tender, right? Like a, another smaller ship that is just kind of with it. Tender? Yeah, yeah like in... Um, chicken tender? Yes, yeah, a chicken tender. No, for like sailing or, or, you know, I guess any vessel, like big ships will often have smaller ships that are kind of are, are used to ferry people Okay. from shore. Like, okay, uh, a good example is, is the, the Titanic, right? Massive ship. There weren't a lot of docks that were big enough to accommodate it. So if you needed to get people on board, you couldn't always just, you know, pull up to the dock. So you'd have the tender, which is a smaller ship that you'd pull up to the dock. People would load onto the tender and then the tender would go out to Titanic. Okay. And the tender was part of Titanic then? No, no. It's a separate ship. Oh, it just lives lives at the shore? I think, yeah, I think in that case it does. But a lot of times, like big, big ships will have a tender it's almost like a shuttle. Yeah. Huh, okay. Like, the thing is, it's a thing that doesn't make sense in a world with transporters. No, it doesn't at all. Like, it has its roots in a real thing, but it's obsolete. Yeah. Fun fact that the Titanic's tender is still afloat in, in Belfast, and you can wow. go uh, tour it. Oh, wow. Oh. And, it, and it's funny because it, like, looks like the Titanic. It's just like a little Titanic. Oh, cute. It's a museum. I mean, tragic, but cute. Yeah, so this thing, I think it's it's just like a big nose. It looks like a, a schnoz of a ship. Appropriate for Picard. <laughs> All right. With the three windows, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. In Nemesis, we have the Argo, which is the thing we take down to intimidate oh, God. a primitive society for reasons. And Jesus Christ, this fucking thing. It's full of dune buggies. It's just a cart around this stupid dune buggy. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, what is, does Argo stand for something? Argo is, uh, it's a, the ship that Jason shipped on in Greek mythology. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, Jason, Jason and the Argo. It's not like, it's not like, 
advanced <laughs> reconnaissance Recon. and go over go there. Go fast. Over. Something. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I hate it. Yeah, I don't. This one's it looks like it's trying to be a fighter plane. It It's very aggressive. Yeah. It's, it's There's something about you. it that doesn't look like we're just shuttling people. It looks like we're mm. we're here to be imposing too. It's it's extreme sports as interpreted by Starfleet. I do think it's kind of neat though that the when it lands, the wings fold up. Yeah, and like the little flappies fold down. Oh, I like that. That's, That's cool. True. Although apparently it has its name on the side and on the wings, so you can always see its name. Yep, well, it's like branding. Know. How would you know you're on the Argo? It's true. Well, if you have two of those shuttles at once in the same place, you know, you don't get on the wrong one. Mm. <laughs> They'd have different names. <laughs> it's also got the integrated nacelle look like the. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the. The Defiant the, has. The, the Defiant. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, pretty oh, good. I know they have different names, but I mean, it's like if the wings hid the name and there were two next to each other. It's like, oh, oh, shit, which I one's the Argo? And yes. Which one's the Odysseus's ship name that I don't know? Fuck. The. Penelope. I don't know. Let's go with that. Yeah, the Argo. It's here. It's fine. Maybe I'd l dislike it less if I didn't know it was from Nemesis. To, well, and a car around that dune stupid dune buggy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to DS9. We have uh, before we get the Defiant, I believe we have the Type 10 shuttle or this is the Defiance shuttle. I forget how this works. Oh, it's the weird looking one. It looks like a shop vac. Mm. It looks like a little vacuum cleaner, like a dustbuster nose. I don't ever remember seeing this. I forget yeah, where it comes up, but I did find it. And so I, I think it must be the shuttle that goes with the Defiant. Because it's got her registry on yeah, it. The yeah, the registry number. And it also has that. her nose. It, it, that yeah. thing, it's like, it's probably the one shuttle. It, it probably is kind of like the captain's yacht. It's just attached in somewhere because there is no room for a proper shuttle bay on that ship hmm. you can you can get a you can get a whole runabout in the defiant as long as it's shrunk down very tiny <laughs> true <laughs> that's what they usually do yeah it does feel like it definitely exists an extension of the defiant like this isn't this is a shuttle you're only going to see with defiant class vessels it's not yeah something they give to, it's even got defiant looking nacelles even mm -hmm. yeah it's true it does yeah, I think it's kind of dopey looking. I'm not a fan. Yeah, it looks like basically you took that little front bit off of the Defiant and made it a ship. <laughs> yeah. So it looks it looks incomplete. It's very strange. Well, yeah, it grows it up like... into a Defiant. <laughs> this is the baby. It looks like they <laughs> kit bashed a TNG shuttle model and a Defiant model. Yes, it does. Probably exactly what they did. <laughs> I love that. I love that. What else do we have in Deep Space Nine? We have the Type 18 shuttle. Oh, which is stupid looking. <laughs> what is that? I don't that know. It's like that looks like Lone Star's like RV camper ship. Oh, no, no. It looks like it. it I know what you're thinking. It looks like the Vespa's uh, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, right. is yeah. what it That's looks what it like. Is. Yeah, because his ship's just It also a kind of vaguely looks like Dark Helmet's. Uh, helmet? <laughs> well, I was going to say his. Um, oh, his pith specifically helmet. Specifically his pith helmet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's definitely Princess Vespa's Mercedes. Yeah, wow. this is a strange is... shaped thing because it's it's almost like sombrero shaped because it's got this. I feel like you could. It's got these like. like... Oh, go ahead, Abe. Sorry. I, I, well, I'm also I'm struggling to describe this fucking thing because it's like it's got like hip pads that it's wearing yeah. hip pads. It. I mean, it looks almost like it's got the the sort of the the um you know, like a hovercraft skirt. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. 
like a bumper car. It feels like a reject from the motion picture. It does. Or a submarine or something. Like, it, yeah, the, if you told me this was an aqua it, shuttle, I yeah, believe you. Yeah, the, yeah. It looks like an F-Zero car. A little bit. From the front. A little bit, yeah. I'm just thinking the aesthetic of this does not go with the rest of Deep Space Nine. And again, I don't with... remember ever seeing this. Yeah, no. It was probably in the background it once like or twice. It's like some Inspector Gadget bullshit. Or it like, it almost looks like it would be more at home in the 70s Battlestar Galactica than Star Trek. Mm. They wouldn't have it be so pure white, though. True. Everything in that show show is like slimy and gray. I'll throw some dirt on it. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. So this thing's very strange. Yeah. I'd have to look up where we see it, but it says Defiant on the side of it. De- USS Defiant shuttle some number. Weird. So, yeah. Neat. All right. We're going to j- jump to Voyager where we have the Type 8 shuttle, which looks just a lot like a lot of the other shuttles we saw in TNG. Yeah. Just kind of. A little more streamlined with new nacelles. I like yeah. that it's kind of looks like it could land like a seaplane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the rounded. Smaller. It did, yeah. yeah. It's also got an overbite like the Planet Express ship. Oh, it does have an overbite. That's oh, cute. Oh, it's very cute. The Matt Groening shuttle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I know we talked about in Threshold, we have the Cochrane, which is a Type 9 shuttle or a Class 2 shuttle. They're interchangeable. Don't ask me. I don't fucking know. Um, but it's more pointy. It looks kind of like a phaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, uh, Dustbuster style. Yeah, only yeah, giant. Very Dustbuster. Yeah, if you like snapped off the nacelles, yeah, but, it would just much. be a Dustbuster. A Dustbuster. Yeah. Yeah, and sort of feels like an extension of the Intrepid class itself. It's got the little like weird mini deflector in the nose, kind of like the secondary oh, yeah. deflector the Voyager has on its saucer. Mm-hmm. And also, even though it's kind of biggish, but at the same time. The actual cockpit area is not that large, so it's, again, mostly just for transporting people, not a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah, I wonder, can... though, because, like, there's a there's this design element here, which you can see in the in the, the shot from the sh- where it's landed, that there's, like, this whole back section that I wonder if they could, like, hook onto something else that could, like, slot in there. That'd be smart. Yeah. yeah and be, like, like, a cargo pod Yeah, or like something. a second room. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Like a trailer. Yeah, like components that are easily swappable porta potty yeah. i was thinking that, you could drive the night rider thing. car into it like if you could just have a shuttle like all your important shit the cockpit and warp engines and all the shit that you want on your shuttle can be in like this section and then if you need to haul something you just you know hitch it up yeah, yeah. like a like a bike tow all right uh we're also gonna mention the delta flyer which we saw a whole bunch this week uh, it did its little fly thing, and yeah, it's it's a cute little wedge. It's very triangular-y. It's got that funny window. Oh, I think that my favorite thing, thing about it is the window, just because it looks, it almost looks kind of Cardassian-y. True. Because it's got interesting shapes built in to what would mm-hmm. be like a screen or something. Yeah, yeah. It looks very impractical, or like, like form over function I, I i don't know why you would want that window but i mean it, it's tom <laughs> yeah it's a tom thing probably it's i a could tom say joint. maybe it needs some, it needed some something to keep its structure whilst flying and tom decided to also make it pretty mm-hmm. like a stained glass window yes yes it's got a very you cool can, and like smiley. i like how they highlight that oh it's got borgy shit it's yeah. borgy it's got it's got borgy parts mm-hmm. you can tell because they're green yes yep. Oh, yeah, I like the Borgie parts. The Borgie parts are pretty cool. Were you saying it has a little smile, Caitlin? 
Yeah, it looks like it's it looks like it's oh, yeah. smiling and wearing really cool sunglasses. Ah, so that's very hip. It's got a little smile, just like Voyager with her. Yay! Cute. That's the Delta Flyer. We have one more thing I wanted to look up from Voyager, and that's whatever the fuck this thing is. Uh, oh, this is we see an Endgame. So minor spoils for Endgame. We're gonna see another ship. It looks. It again looks kind of like a Phaser or a, or a Dustbuster. Mm. Yeah, it looks like the up like the the next version of the 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 other shuttle that they had yeah but this mm-hmm. one comes with armor if you want yeah the, the yeah. ablative Ooh. armor very cool so that'll be that'll be fun to look forward to getting a nice armor shuttle mm-hmm. yep otherwise very much like the other the um type two the class two type x whatever the fuck the other thing we saw they was. called it yeah all right on to enterprise just a couple more ships to look at and then we, we can wrap this up we have this inspection pod, which I thought was very cute because it just looks like the capsule off of a rocket ship. Well, it specifically looks like the Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. But it's a really short thing. And it's kind of like that little shuttle thing that we took to go board the Enterprise, Enterprise in, in yeah. the motion picture. In that it's just a small thing that all, it, all it's meant to do is scoot around until it's done scooting around. Yeah. I like that it's still number five. Oh, is it? Oh, shit, it is. I wonder if that's an homage. It's funny, too, because in the drawing version, it's six, but the model, it's five. Oh, yeah. So they had to go out of their way to make sure. Well, that or there's multiples. Mm. Mm. But uh, also that, that very much that sort of enterprise aesthetic of like, you can kind of see more of the functional parts. Yeah, I yeah, I like that about enterprise. I think it looks like they broke something off of the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Or that. Or that. Yeah, it's clear that it docks to things. Yeah. And they did a good job conveying that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I believe this is the last one. This is a Enterprise Pod, they call it. It kind of looks like a Cyclops. It's got a bubble window, which is wings. really fun. This is another funny little speedboat kind of looking thing. Yeah, it's like a little yeah. submarine. It's very cute. I mean, we see a lot of this in Enterprise. We do. Oh, that's good, because I like it. Yeah, they barely use the, the transporter because right. it's like new tech and Early everyone's days. afraid of it. Right. Yeah, rightly so. so. Fuck As that. well yeah. they should be. Jesus. Well, I like use, this they thing. They use the, the pods a lot. Yeah. I like the purple. Is that what that is over there? I don't know where yeah. I'm like looking. Some- on the top right, it looks like it's got some, like, blue or purple. Oh, yeah, that, that looks to be a uh, Starfleet, like, staff version. Yeah, NC-05. I don't even know what that is. Oh, maybe it's just in the game or uh, something. Or it's maybe. just a prototype. Well, whatever, fuck it. I Who didn't knows? like that much. <laughs> Still cool. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. I can see it being, like, the predecessor to things, like, yeah. much earlier on. It It's possibly more rounded than any of the things we see from yeah. this, this kind of era, but... Mm. Well, I think is they they like with this, they definitely ha- still have to have a lot of plain aesthetics. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be going to atmosphere a lot. And we don't have as much in the way of like fancy deflectors and anti-grav yet. So. It has to be more aerodynamic ish, kind of, if you squint. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how they got from here to the Galileo, but, you know, with the yeah, there's a century suspen- in between suspension of disbelief, you know, all that thing. I don't think we can play pick your favorite because I'm not going to remember the names of any of these fucking things. Class They're F, class hideous. Y. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like any of them. So I it's, hate, a, very, it's I hate, a very easy game. I hate the Argo on principle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, oh. think, I, I think I can pretty easily give my favorite to the Delta Flyer. 
just just looking at them all together mm-hmm. I, know, I think it's i think it's prettiest i didn't notice though the weird little defiant shuttle does have the little rear kickstand landing foot like the galileo oh it does mm-hmm. i like that yeah because otherwise i think that one is the goofiest looking one yeah i'm torn like i again i hate the argo on principle but that weird bulbous tng one is so strange Oh, the whale one? Yeah, yeah the, the whaley froggy boy. Yeah, the, uh, the weird submarine thing from DS9 is pretty low on my list, too. Also kind of strange, yeah. That's a bizarre one. The little, the little pod from TMP gets special credit just because of, if you freeze frame at one point, you can see Dewan staring daggers at Shatner. <laughs> and it's hysterical. Like, it's you know, supposed to be this moment two old friends seeing each other, here's the new ship, but Dewan slipped and was just like, you fucking prick (laughs) yep so everybody else can see these up on our tumblr make sure that you are definitely following us on sshbpodcast.com where we have lots of other great blog activities for you to play with uh you can look at all the shuttle pods you can look at we've done ships in the past lots and lots and lots of weeks worth of ships to look at Mm -hmm. among other different uh, topics that we like to do check us out there you can also check out more of us next week doing our talking part of the program when we're covering more voyager so the episodes next week are Repression and Critical Care. That should be a good week. So listen to that on whatever whatever pod thing you listen to. They're all the same. They all do the same thing. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, which are not the same. Those are a different thing. But you can chat with us on those. And you can shuttle on out. out. Shuttle on out. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This be Jake. And as always, Chris. I said, shuttle out. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. Oh, no. J- the Jack is back. The, j- the Jack is back? You know that episode where they like get oh, God, Serena Jack. to talk again? No. Oh god. And then they, oh, no. and, then they, yeah, and, then they and then they freestyle a whole bunch of like doe a deer a female deer shit. I think I shit. think we should learn that whole thing and do it uh and release yeah. it as a as a tr- as a bonus bonus as content. torture oh. as torture oh, content. You, boner content. You two have fun with that. Uh I would be on board. Well, you can sing. Kate, Caitlin and <laughs> You're Jake the two that sing can the sing. Star Trek oldies. <laughs> Uh, Why we couldn't could do they it, like, have croon- killed them crooner off? style, like uh, Michael oh Bublé or something. <laughs>